Hi, I'm Linda Eads from Ford Asset Management, and this is the Global Markets in a Nutshell for August 2023. After a strong July, most markets reversed course in August, as developed economies remained stuck in the middle of a tug-of-war between growth and inflation. In the US, the equity market gave back some of its overzealous July gains. Stronger-than-expected economic data and hawkish comments from Jerome Powell at the Jackson Hole Symposium caused markets to revise their expectations of Fed rate cuts early next year. With the economy remaining hotter than expected, the central bank is now predicted to hold rates higher for longer into 2024 to keep inflation at bay, so long as overall growth continues at a moderate pace. At the start of August, rating agency Fitch downgraded the US government's foreign currency credit rating one notch to AA+, citing unsustainable debt and deficit trajectories and increased political dysfunction. The announcement had little effect on yields at the time, which hardly moved, But later in the month, yields on longer-term U.S. Treasuries surged. 10- and 30-year yields hit their highest levels since 2007 and 2011, respectively, causing bond prices to fall. This precipitated an ominous flashback to 2022's double whammy of negative returns for both equities and bonds, and leaves U.S. bond investors staring at losses over the year to date. Upward pressure on real and nominal yields from stronger economic growth is also being exacerbated by an increase in U.S. government debt issuance, with the increase in the debt ceiling earlier in the year paving the way for further aggressive fiscal spending. The persistent fragility of the European and U.K. economies, coupled with their inability to slay the inflation demon thus far, was reflected in equity market underperformance compared to the U.S., with both equity markets falling further. Emerging equity markets took the most strain in August, with weaker-than-expected activity data in China weighing heavily on Asian equity markets. After a government crackdown on the excessive leverage that sent the once-booming Chinese property market into a slump, Chinese authorities have intensified their efforts to stimulate and support the economy. Recent changes included lowering the one-year medium-term lending facility rate, reducing the transaction tax on stock purchases, lowering reserve requirements, reducing down payment requirements for first- and second-time homebuyers, and decreasing mortgage rates for existing first-time homebuyers. The Chinese property sector's woes overshadowed an upbeat start to the tech earnings season, with Alibaba, Tencent and JD.com, all holdings in Ford's global funds, reporting solid top-line revenue growth, margin expansion and strong earnings growth. Long-term success in investing is primarily driven by the underlying fundamentals of an asset or business. Companies that consistently generate value through innovation, strong management and revenue growth tend to perform well over time, but particularly when those future earning streams can be bought at attractive prices. Current negative sentiment surrounding China provides a rare opportunity to buy these high-quality businesses at extraordinarily low prices. The future path of global interest rates remains highly dependent on inflation receding from current levels, and we remain concerned about multiple risks still hovering on the horizon. Firstly, the US housing market is becoming increasingly unaffordable, with US mortgage rates now having risen above 7.5% for the first time in 23 years. The housing market remains frozen for now and vulnerable to any economic weakness. Secondly, with rates having risen so dramatically, the US economy is already experiencing a significant tightening of credit conditions. This is still working its way through the system. Thirdly, higher yields mean a higher interest rate burden for the US government, which is already spending more than it earns. 
The US budget deficit is set to rise to 6% this year, double what it was for 2022, with little prospect of improvement. Since increased fiscal spending is a big part of why the US economy has remained so robust, if the deficit is already worsening in fairly good economic times, what happens to the deficit once the economy starts to slow? Fourthly, US wages are now rising faster than consumer prices, which means higher real wage costs for companies and margins being squeezed. And lastly, while the US consumer has proven surprisingly resilient thus far, how sustainable is consumer spending going forwards, with excess savings now dwindling, higher interest rates hitting consumers' pockets, and student debt payments set to restart? For all these reasons and more, we believe risk management remains critical, and we are particularly cautious about exposure to the most expensive areas of the US equity market. The recent volatility, with sentiment flip-flopping from negative to positive and back again, is a powerful reminder of the importance of remaining steadfast. Rather than being distracted by short-term noise, we take advantage of sentiment-driven volatility to exploit tactical opportunities. But always, our primary focus is to deliver meaningful, inflation-beating returns for our investors through the cycle. While inflation is likely to continue to fall over the cyclical horizon, the risk of higher inflation over the longer-term secular horizon remains. Our portfolios continue to be tilted towards assets that are resilient and are able to withstand or even benefit from higher inflation. With over 40 years of managing investors' capital behind us, Ford has proven its ability to deliver good outcomes over full market cycles. Investors should rest assured that the discipline, consistency and repeatability of our investment approach will do the same for them through this market cycle as well. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The economic views presented are drawn from facts current on the date of publication. This podcast has not been reviewed by any regulatory authority, including the Monetary Authority of Singapore or the Financial Sector Conduct Authority. Ford Asset Management Companies are a licensed FSP in South Africa and a licensed fund management company in Singapore. For more information, visit Ford.com.